and welcome to today's edition of The Red Button. Today we're going to talk about uprisings that happened in the communist bloc. Let's start with Hungary. Hungary was under control of Soviet Russia. In February 1956, the new Russian leader Khrushchev made a bitter attack on the dead Stalin and his policies. In July 1956, in a gesture to the Hungarians, Rokosi was forced to resign. In fact, the Hungarians had expected more, but they did not get it. The situation, combined with a bad harvest, fuel shortages, and a cold and wet autumn, all created a volatile situation which led to rebellion. When Hungary announced it was going to withdraw from the Warsaw Pact, Russia sent in tanks to put down the rebellion and restore Soviet control of Hungary. Czechoslovakia also had a small uprising known as Prague Spring. It was a period of political liberalization under the strict rule of the Soviet Union. More freedoms were given to citizens and businesses. The Soviet Union did not want these liberal reforms spreading and growing, so thousands of Warsaw Pact troops were sent to occupy Czechoslovakia and prevent their government from making more reforms. Poland's revolt came in the form of political reform. The perestroika and glasnost policies of the Soviet Union's new leader, Mikhail Gorbachev, were factors in stimulating political reform in Poland. This change in Soviet policy removed the shadow of a possible Soviet invasion in response to any wide-ranging reforms, and eliminated the key argument employed by the communists as a justification for maintaining communism in Poland. In December 1988, the Communist Party had decided to approach leaders of Solidarity for talks. From February 6th to April 15th, 94 sessions of talks between 13 working groups, which became known as the Roundtable Talks, radically altered the structure of the Polish government and society. The talks resulted in an agreement to vest political power in a newly created bicameral legislature and in a president who would be the chief executive. While we're talking about Poland, let's talk about Solidarity. Solidarity was the first non-communist trading company in a communist country. They were formed in August of 1980. Their work helped to weaken the communist government of the Soviet Union through the roundtable talks. These meetings were supposed to stop the spread of anti-communist groups in Poland, but did not work. In fact, it did quite the opposite. More underground and public anti-communist groups were being formed. As a result, the office of president was created in Poland. Power is now in the hands of the newly created bicameral legislature. President Eisenhower mentioned a new idea in a speech in 1954 that was thereafter known as the Domino Theory. Now to some footage of Eisenhower's statement. Finally, you have broader considerations that might follow what you would call the falling domino principle. You have a row of dominoes set up. You knock over the first one, and what will surely happen to the last one is that certainly it will go over very quickly. So you could have the beginning of a disintegration that would have the most profound influences. This theory seems to state that a single country coming under the influence of communism will cause others in the area to follow like a row of dominoes. Some have speculated that this theory may be used as justification for intervention in Southeast Asia, fueling several proxy wars. However, the results of the recently ended Vietnam War seems to lend both support and opposition to this theory since South Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia have all fallen under the influence of communism, although countries such as Indonesia and Thailand have not fallen under communism. It seems that since Eisenhower's speech, 
a general Thalano theory, not restricted to Southeast Asia, has been suggested as well. Just recently, the Bay of Pigs invasion has failed. The United States attempted to use Cuban exiles as an armed force to invade Cuba and defeat Fidel Castro. A victory here would have freed the Cuban government from communist influence. However, the victory was a huge failure for the anti-communist exiles. The communists outnumbered the exiles with about 10 times the number of troops. Cuban President Fidel Castro had knowledge of the invasion beforehand as well. The invasion would make Cuba very aware of possible future U.S. intervention. Three CIA agents lost their jobs as well. The result of this invasion is likely to worsen future relations between the U.S. and Cuba. That's all for today. Thanks for watching, and remember, don't push the red button.